This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Thank you for joining us. And let's jump right in. So I want to remind you to keep praying for us for the Las Vegas campaign coming up July 23rd through August 19th. We will have 12 billboards going up in the greater area of the city of Las Vegas, and they'll say, struggling with porn, you're not alone. So we're 65% of the men in church in big, bold red letters. And then from August 1st to the 7th, I'll be in Las Vegas doing seven days straight of Live radio shows, and God put all the pieces together for this um, outreach to happen. And with something like this, and what is basically a city that they, they call themselves Sin City. So, um, you know, the spiritual battle is very intense and alive everywhere. And we don't don't know that this will be a cakewalk. So we need your prayer and for open doors and for fruit and for harvest and for conversations and for whatever God wants to do with this. So today I welcome back Sandy England. Sandy is the facilitator and the leader of our wives' ministry. She talks to women one-on-one and counsels, and she leads groups, and she's also a mother and wife. And Sandy, my friend, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. How's Oklahoma this morning? Um, toasty. <laughs> a little toasty. <laughs> so I'm going to begin by reading several articles that just came out. These are recent, and, uh, and then we'll discuss them afterwards. So the first article was written by a woman, and the title is How to Watch Porn in a Healthy Way. And she writes, everyone watches porn, so why can't we as a society just fess up and say, yeah, I watch porn, I love it. And some of her advice in this article is you need to figure out your relationship with porn. It can be a way to discover different things and whatever floats your boat at the moment. And you need to explore and find out what kind of pornography you like. And you'll want to normalize talking about pornography with your partner, meaning engage in it, um, maybe watch it or watch it during sexual intercourse or whatever. And then she also writes, uh, she puts a caution, don't watch it in public. I guess she didn't want little kids seeing that. And she writes, get your partner involved. So this is, you know, in the past, You would think a man was writing this kind of stuff, but this is being written by a a woman. And um, so this is is the society that we're in right now that is saturated with sex and saying, 
It used to be porn, you know, you would hide it. You wouldn't want to brag about it. You wouldn't, it's something you would go hide and sneak, sneak. But now people are just, it's just right out there in the open saying, hey, this is a good thing and what's the big deal? And everybody loves it. And another survey just came out that said among the general population, up to 65% of young adult men and 18% of young women report watching porn at least once a week. This is a young man. And this is just once a week. So the numbers go up when you take it out to once every two weeks or once every month. And in the church, those numbers are higher. Um, we see them in the 70s for youth. And, and then I'll read another, an, another article. Utah's Westminster College offers a porn class where students will watch pornographic films together. And... The article goes on to say a private liberal arts college in Utah will offer an entire class on porn in the 2022-2023 academic year. Students will watch pornographic films together as part of the class. Westminster College will offer the class titled, titled Film 3000 Porn and states, its web, states on its website that hardcore pornography is more popular than Sunday night football. Hardcore porn is an American is as American as apple pie and more popular than Sunday Night Football. Our approach to this billion-dollar industry is as both a cultural phenomenon phenomenon that reflects and reinforces sexual inequalities, but holds the potential to challenge sexual and gender norms. So, college-age kids are going to be watching porn together and, and figuring out how sex works. And Sandy, as a mother. And a wife and a Christian, when all this goes through your mind, what do you think? Well, I have to use good words here. Um, I'm not surprised, um, especially since we're always talking about spiritual warfare, um, that the population is trying to say this is normal, this is acceptable. We see it with so many topics, not just porn. Um, Unfortunately, they're missing a huge piece, and that's the connection um, with your spouse, you know, being with just, you know, the whole relationship, the whole marriage, that type of thing. As we know, um, porn addiction and long-term porn use desensitizes a person to truly connecting with their heart and their feelings and that kind of stuff. It just becomes, I guess, a function, for lack of better terms. There's no connection. The last thing I want as a mom for my boys, my men, they're young men now, um, is to not have a true relationship with their wives, to honor them and love them and cherish them. And if they're addicted or watching a lot of porn, um, it's, you know, it totally, um, the, what's the word? It looks poorly on women. Um, I'm really shocked at the young lady that wrote the article about, um, it's healthy. I'm not sure how, um, treating women poorly and treating women, um, sometimes abusively in those things, in those movies, as we've talked to, you know, prior strippers that have been 
in this industry, it's very brutal. So how is this good? How is this um, healthy if it's demoralizing? That's the word I think I'm looking for. Women and even men. I mean, if I'm going to understand some of the um, porn is now pretty degrading to men, too. So I just don't think it's, I think it's missing the mark on what God meant us to have as relationships. What is your take on what has happened in society to where, I'm just going to say it, the church has lost its salt to the effect, or even just watched this happen, and it's gotten to this point? I think, um, well, that left the door open for the enemy to come in. Um, as we know, we have many um, pastors and clergymen, and their wives come through Blazing Grace. And it's because the door is open. It's normalized. It's okay. And because the church isn't saying, no, this is wrong, um, let's go back to biblical um, scripture as to what we should be doing in our relationships. Not, I mean, Jesus is pretty clear on lusting after your brother's wife um, is pretty much committing adultery. Um, if the churches aren't even teaching that, they've left the door wide open for the enemy to come into their congrega- congregations. Sorry, mm-hmm. tough word. Yeah, and one reason I wanted to bring these articles up is to make our listeners, especially parents, aware that this is the culture your kids are stepping into and mired in. And so we cannot, especially as parents, we cannot play ostrich and pretend that it's this is not real. <laughs> it's very real, and lives are being destroyed, and a lot of people are deceived. And and so, um, Sandy, let's let's say you're those young men you have were ten years old today. What would you be telling them? <laughs> Probably the same thing I told them when they were ten years old in our life. I mean, we had those conversations pretty early. Um, the biggest thing um, is women are not objects. Women are not just here for your viewing pleasure. Um, they are people. They, um, you know, they just are to be admired and cherished just like you. Um, unfortunately, society, um, not just in the churches, but women are objects, you know. Even young ladies consider themselves, their worth is how they appeal to people, if they look attractive, if they're dancing a certain way, if they're acting a certain way. They are also believing they're just objects. They're nothing if, unless they look um, a certain way or they act a certain way or they dress a certain way. I would tell my son the same thing I did back then is women are not objects, and we got to quit treating them that way. Mm. Very good. And let's say you had a daughter, and I have three. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I've gone on several rants over time on this program about yoga pants and that it's not good 
or it provokes less than men to, I'm just going to say it bluntly, see all the cracks and crevices they do not need to see. And so what would your conversation with a daughter be like on how to dress and why? Well, we, I have had a couple um, conversations with young ladies. Um, and the biggest thing I ask them is, who do they believe they are in Christ? Um, because if they feel, what is it they're looking for? Is it looking for approval? Is it looking for affirmation? What is it about yoga pants or dressing a certain way that we want? What is it we're looking for? And when you start asking them um, those questions, you can start really thinking or seeing what they view themselves as. You know, society, every magazine, you know, kind of like what we've talked about, um, even yoga pants and the way people dress and dance and do whatever it is um, to get attention, um, they don't they don't appreciate or even recognize their value as to being beautiful creations um, that God made us to be honored and cherished. Um, they don't believe that, or they wouldn't be screaming, in my opinion, um, for that attention. And when you start asking them who they are, um, they identify themselves with the way they dress, the way they look, um, who's noticing them, um, how many likes or followers they have. And that's really sad because, again, where did we lose that? Is it the schools? Is it the church? Is it society that we don't have value? Mm. So we dress inappropriately, get attention, I guess. So you're saying they're judging themselves or valuing themselves by how much skin they show? How much attention they get by the skin they show. Mm. I mean, if, if you have two young ladies, um, and one's in yoga pants and one's in jeans, you'll probably notice the yoga pants before you would the jeans. So that, in their mind, makes them more appealing. Um, unfortunately, that's what they think. And that's, I mean, just like when the wives come into um, the wife heart group, their self-identity is really kind of hammered um, because of their husband's porn addiction or whatever. So their self-esteem, their value, the way they look at themselves is less than desirable because of what society shows as a desirable woman. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's great. And I've been in a church where there were two young women in their 20s prancing on stage wearing yoga pants and... I just remember thinking, oh, no, I don't need this. I don't, you know, I came here to worship God. I don't want to worship the wrong creation here. So and I can't even remember ever hearing from a pulpit. doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but I don't remember hearing from a pulpit, you know, a pastor saying, this is the standards, the biblical standard for how women should dress in modesty and and that your value comes from the heart, and this is but this is what's going on in society, and this is the way a lot of people are dressing, and it's not a good thing. Right. Well, I agree, and I also would like, you know, to wonder where her sisters in Christ are. 
you know, talking to her about her value and who she is in Christ and what um, Christ set her aside for a specific reason isn't to definitely possibly draw that type of attention to herself. She's supposed to reflect who she is with Christ in her, um, not necessarily her body or her clothing. So I wonder where the sisters are talking truth into her, too. Yeah, I would say we're in a desperate need of discipleship today, Mm -hmm. men with men and women with women and women walking alongside the young ones. And what makes me want to puke sometimes is when I'm out in public and I'll see a father walking with his teenage girl and she's dressed like that. And I want to go over there and slug the dad because it's like, what are you doing on – you don't want your young girl attracting the wrong ki- types of looks from the wrong types of guys that only want to treat her like, you know, something to, to use and chuck. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, you know, I guess the society of let them be, let them express themselves, let them do this, um, let them... Um, I mean, we see it in so many things, the schools, the churches, um, that type of thing, is let people express themselves. You know, I I get that to a certain point, but where's the um, mentoring? Where's the walking with them to show them, you know, their value and who they are, who God made them to be? It's not objects. I doubt, you know, I don't... When I saw the father, I may not want to punch him, but I definitely would want to have a talk with him um, to say, what's your value? And, you know, what are you going to do if your wife or your daughter becomes the wife of somebody who's abusive or has no respect for her? Um, your, your anger, your frustration is going to escalate, but yet you're letting her... You're not mentoring or walking with her about her value as a person. So I I think we as Christians should be having those truthful talks with our brothers and sisters, saying, why are you letting her do that? You know, what value did you put on her? And then you'd have to ask the daughter, why... You know, if her dad dad isn't saying, sweetheart, you shouldn't dress like that, you're more precious than that. So does that confirm her value Mm. of being, I'm not saying that well. You know, if a father's not saying, sweetheart, you're important, you shouldn't dress like that. You shouldn't show all your crevices and whatever. Um, Does that feed to her, oh, I'm not important? If dad says it's okay to do this, then that must be okay. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then at the very beginning when I read those from those two articles, in the uh, the numbers were 65% of all youth are viewing porn weekly, young men. There's also... And this is those articles were from the outside world, but then we also see Google Trends which has been saying that the states with the highest religious affiliations, i.e. churches and ministries, are those who search for porn and sex the most, meaning the church is one of the porn industry's biggest customers, if not maybe even the biggest customer. So 
we have a long way to go to really opening this stuff up wide and talking in very open and honest terms. So what would that look like, Sandy? I agree. I agree. I mean, we've had those stats, you know, when we were first doing conferences and stuff like that, and it's um, it's really sad. And you're right. If we don't start standing up and we don't start speaking truth to our brothers and sisters, um, they're just getting devoured. They're just getting devoured. And we've got to start really screaming and speaking truth and talking to our brothers and sisters um, about what they believe, um, the, uh, the lies the enemy has told them about who they are, their self-worth. Um, and we just got to start speaking truth. Well, when you break up, you bring up a great point about the spiritual battle, which is very intense right now. And so for people to come on and say, hey, Porns are just a great thing, and then the church stands back and says nothing. Mm-hmm. Satan's laughing all the way to to whatever, to wherever he goes. So we have to stand up, as you're men- mentioning, but also there is an intense spiritual battle for hearts and minds and souls and for people to keep their mouths shut about this issue, which is one reason why in this program we – open it up wide to help hopefully help people say we cannot be silent anymore this has to be out in the open I agree 100% the wives would love um, more support you know more people standing up and you know holding each other accountable we say we're Christians but yet when we are quiet and turn our back that's definitely not what I believe God's Word calls us to do. We're supposed to hold people accountable. Yes, we're supposed to do it in love, but we're still supposed to speak truth, and we're supposed to say what you're doing is not of God. Why do you do it? You know, yes, we need to walk with them and figure out why they're even thinking their self-worth is so poor, um, but to help them identify the lies they're believing in um, because if they think that they're, they don't have a voice or they can't speak up, that people will judge them, that's totally lies from the enemy mm. because that's very opposite of what Jesus is calling us to do. Where do they pick up these lies knowing that I know that some of this is a spiritual battle, but I think some of this comes out of the home too. Um. I think some of it might be, you know, like we used the father, not talking to the daughter about how precious she is and how wonderful she is and she deserves more than that. I think those start feeding the lies um, because we get our value from how people um, treat us. And if our father isn't going to say something about the way we dress, we must think it's okay, and then the enemy will feed on that, that this is what you need to do to be important. This is what you need to do to be attractive. When I think hugs and saying I love you often and taking the girls out on dates, I've tried to do that with my own daughters. I think those are um, critical, too, to make the investment in time to show them by our actions 
that they matter. So, Sandy, 30 seconds left. Anything you want to say? Yes, I guess so. Um, Just this topic of speaking truth um, in love. Uh, When you see somebody that has low self-esteem or low, um, that they're trying to get the wrong attention, just talk to them, you know, just share who they are and who they were made to be in Christ and just really walk with them um, and help them identify and counter the lies of the enemy. This is a very big spiritual battle, Mm. and we've got to stand strong and bold in what we do and whom we talk to and tell, you know, remind them who God made them to be, not what the world's telling them they are. Well said. Well, we're out of time, and thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.